What happens when life hits you blow for blow and the storm seem never ending? Yet, instead of laying down and giving up, letting your storms consume you, you remain steadfast, finding the willpower, the strength you didn't know existed, and the courage to keep pushing forward. That is perseverance. How you respond to your circumstances is key. Welcome to the basics of perseverance. Good night, good evening, great people. I hope you had a wonderful weekend and happy Valentine's to you. This is a peace of mind and welcome to the basics of perseverance where their story may be your story and they're coming to you raw and uncut. And today my guest is Mrs. Quintina Hill. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Larry. I'm doing pretty good, thanks. How you doing? I'm doing quite well. I can't complain, I can't complain. <laughs> So we're going to start it off like this, like I started everybody else off. For the people who do not know you, who are you as an individual? Well, um, I'm, I'm many things. Um, I'm, a, I'm an artist. I'm a creative. Um, I'm, I'm a liver of life. I love to um, have fun. I'm an adventurer. I'm a traveler. Um, I earn my money by teaching babies how to swim. You know, also as an artist as well, I sell my work. Um, um, I'm a spiritualist. I love um, exploring my spirituality and and just seeking, you know, higher knowledge and just striving for better. You know, and just really trying to get in tune and in touch with this life and what we're out here supposed to be doing. That's I me. like. Okay, I like that. Now you said you are you you are a certified lifeguard and you are a swim a swim instructor. Now, do you teach all ages, including adults? Yes. Okay. I teach all the way from I can teach parents with their little small infant babies, like six mm -hmm. months, all the way up to adults. Yes. Okay. Now y'all hear that? For all y'all that can't swim out there, even the adults, it's okay. She's a certified trainer, so. You know, when this is over or, you know, an information section right down there, I'm going to put all her information in. If you decide that you would like to uh, take swim lessons or you would like your child to take swim lessons, but all her information will be down in the information box and she'll give it to you at the end as well. All right. Okay. So we're going to move on. You know, life happens to us. You know, we go through trials and tribulations. We get hit by curveballs. We get slapped down a couple of times and life breaks us. So when life happens to you and when life breaks you, how do you go about handling that? What is your, how do you come to your, your balance and, and keeping yourself balanced with situations or circumstances are thrown at you? Um, that's something I had to learn how to do, um, okay. honestly, because growing up, you know, um, those, those type of life skills weren't really taught me or given to me, or I didn't really have great examples. So, it's something that I really struggled with. But as I got older and, you know, I just wanted a more peaceful life. Like I, like you said, balance. I was seeking that a lot. I, I started to learn different tools like meditation and, you know, and really not burying those feelings and those emotions and just seeing my way through uh, those milestones, those obstacles that come and trying to find the lesson in, in, in those moments. Um, and really just 
being thankful, gratitude is a, another tool that um, really keeps me grounded and balanced. Um, you know, seeking their guidance and their protection and their love um, in this room has really been uh, beneficial to me as well when things seem to be coming apart at the scene, you know? So that's, that's pretty much how I'm not. It's falling apart. Sometimes falling apart is okay. Okay, yes. And like you said, you mentioned something about gratitude. Acts of gratitude. Being grateful for the things that you have, the the place that you're at, and the places that you're trying to go through. You know, some people are not, you know, they always complain about they don't have this, don't have this. Just, just be thankful for the stuff that you do have and work towards the things that you want. You know? Right. Okay. So... We talk a little bit about that. Let, let's let's move a little bit further. Um, I want to talk about friends. I'm gonna give you a couple of words, and then I want you to think about it, and then you know, give me your feedback, build upon that. You know, you have friends, trust, loyalty, honesty, deceit, betrayal. Give me a combined brief on all those terms that are put together? Um, you know, relationships are complicated things. Um, <laughs> they're evolving, they're, li they're living things. They evolve, they grow, they die. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, and all of those things that you mentioned will take it through those ups and downs as, as loyalty is tested, as you, you put trust in somebody, you know, when you start to open up and, and share um, your purest parts of yourself, you know, your most genuine parts, you know, that might be in your darkest moments, your weakest moments, and really uh, trusting that that person is going to honor you still and, you know, and not look at you any differently. Um, what else did you mention? Trust, betrayal. Uh, those are hard things to deal with and, and trying to even decide if after acts of betrayal or deceit have occurred in that relationship, are you going to make amends with that person? Are you mm -hmm. going to let something that you just say, okay, this is it. That was enough for me. I see who you are. I don't want any parts of that. But as I mean, you know, as I get older, man, it's like I'm still trying to figure it out, you know, like how to allow people to be a part of your life mm -hmm. and um, share yourself with them in ways that allow you to be open and vulnerable, um, but still protecting yourself. You know, it's, it's hard to navigate that sometimes. Okay, that's understandable. Yes, it is hard. Um, kind of gotta like absorb, observe people and see how they move. Kind of figure out what their intentions is with different conversation. So this brings me to this. You know, you don't meet people by chance. It's no coincidence that people walk in and out of your life. Um, that goes along with seasons. You know, people. You know, seasons. To everything, there's a season, and that includes people. Have you ever found yourself carrying? a person or persons into another season with you but they're just dead weight 
Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Big man. Um, recently, um, there was a, a, a friendship that I had, um, been in for decades and okay. I kind of got to a point in it where I was like, I started to feel like the relationship was becoming a chore. Like I was trying too hard and everything. Like I was trying not to offend that person. I was trying not to argue with them. And it just didn't, it didn't have that effortless um, appeal to it anymore where we could just get together and hang out and, you know, yeah. sum it up or whatever. And, you know, it, it was hard because after you've been friends with somebody for so long, you know, you just kind of feel like they're a part of your life. Like, yes, it's just there unless somebody comes and chops it off and you get in some kind of crazy accident and you lose it. Like it's there. You expect to have it. Um, but sometimes, you know, you phase out and you grow and those people don't grow mm -hmm. and they start coming and like, wait, and you're like, you know what? I have to let go of those things, those people, those places, those ideas, whatever they might be that are no longer serving me. I gotta let them go. That's and true. It becomes toxic. Yes, definitely. It becomes toxic. Okay. So since we moved there, you said, you know, you felt like it was a chore and everything. So let's, let's go a little deeper than that. Forgiveness. Do you easily forgive? Cause you know, when, you know, a lot of people don't realize that when you forgive yourself and forgive people, you lift a heavy load. But, um, I had one of my guests and it was, I, I used this, uh, my last episode because she was like, you know, she's forgiving that person, but she don't know how she would act, react if she saw that, if that person would have walked right past them. So do you find it hard to forgive or how long do it take your process? Is there a process that you have to go through to forgive somebody? Like break that down for me um i'm a leo so okay. we are like forgiving to a fault like okay. some people like tend to call us naive because mm. we'll let a person drag us through the mud before we're like okay that's enough Ooh. um so i've had to learn how to forgive people without always necessarily meaning that that meant that I had to forgive their behavior as well as to the point where I allow myself to be exposed to that again. Um, but I'm, I'm very forgiving. Um, I just don't feel like anything, there has to be something very major going on that you've done to me for me to feel like it's something that I have some, some begrudge moment that I got to carry with me all my life. Okay. Um, in my life that have violated me in you know ways that most people would be like I don't even understand how you could speak to this person ever again mm -hmm. um, but I look at a person's intentions and I try to empathize with them and understand that we're all humans on this journey and um, you can't take mo most of these things personally because that person's just acting out parts of their journey as well so you you, you gotta give people room to grow yeah how much room do you give them to grow i mean i'm giving you enough space to grow and that doesn't necessarily mean that i need to occupy that space with you okay you know i can give you that room and exit myself out of that equation you know but i'm still going to give you that room to grow and if that means coming back down the line five ten years later 
I'm not going to hold against you something that happened then and I see you out and about. I'm not going to be like, oh, no, I remember that thing. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to meet okay. you where you Okay. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. Now, that you haven't I'm going to, I'm of course, my, um, my antennas are going to be up. I'm going to be sensing you. I'm not going to act like I've never, you know, been wronged by you, but I'm not going to hold it against you. Okay, cool. That's what's up. I like that response. So let's talk about comfortability. A lot of times people are in their comfort zone. And I understand it from different aspects of being in the comfort zone. Comfort zone, as in, let's just say you work for 30 years and now you just want to relax and chill. You don't really want to do too much. You just want to chill because you don't work all them years. You don't raise your kids. And then you have the comfort zone where people just, I don't know if I could call it lazy, but people have more in them and they're not, how can I say it? They're not reaching their full potential that they know they can reach. So have you ever found yourself being in your comfort zone when it comes to that? And at what point did you say, okay, Quinn, I got to, I got to get off my butt. I got to do something. I got to push forward. You know what I'm saying? I'm stagnant. I don't see no growth, this, that, and the third. Have you, have you ever had that, that problem with yourself um, or? Not as a problem, just mm -hmm. simply because. I don't like being stagnant. Um, okay. I like being uncomfortable because it, it keeps me um, not necessarily looking for more, but mm -hmm. um, seeking um, other things. And like you say, to express my full potential. Like, I just think about all of the different things that I've done in my life as far as like earning a living. Like, I went from before I did this. What I do now, I already never, I, first of all, I did not know how to swim two years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. Um, and before this, I was in IT. Completely different field. But here I am now loving what I do. I was very uncomfortable where I was. I thought that that meant studying that, you know, more in that field and maybe trying to build my knowledge there. But it was a complete shift that was necessary to happen. Yes. Um, I have, I was comfortable there for a while. I had gotten comfortable, gotten comfortable in a relationship and got comfortable with a lifestyle and a day-to-day -day and a routine, sure. And then I got real uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> love it. But I tell you, all of it. Mm -hmm. First I went, then the relationship went. <laughs> Listen. Everything got very uncomfortable. And now, you know, and I'm not complacent now, but um, I'm content. Okay. You still, you're still, you're content, but you're still pushing for more. Certainly. Um, I think that's important. I think if you're not growing, you're dying. That's true. That That is, that is, that is a true statement. If you're not growing, then you die. What are you doing? If you're not retired and you're living a good life on a ship or traveling, yeah, then <laughs> you're pretty much not doing anything. It just opens you up to explore mm -hmm. the things that maybe hooking and joking on that nine to five may have kept you from then. Like retirement doesn't necessarily mean inactivity. 
Well, that's true. That is true. Cause shoot, let me find myself retired out here, honey. Are y'all gonna find <laughs> busy, okay? Very busy. Getting I, to a home, so. I say I think with um <clears throat> with with the growth and keep looking and seeking opportunity and when you're in an uncomfortable um zone when you're uncomfortable wherever you are you know it also goes in like you're growing as an individual you know what i'm saying for self-personal reasons as well something let's just say um you may have handled a situation 10 15 years ago different than you handle it now because now you have that wisdom and and that experience and you know how to respond and how to you know how to handle it how to control it better you know how you have like you know back in the days kids just fall off real quick but now you right. gotta you gotta analyze and assess and be like okay if i do this this may happen you kind of you right. kind of like weigh out your options exactly so, okay cool so we we talked about um you know dim your light a lot of times people find themselves dimming their light and I've had one person to tell me they were taught to dim their light. And when she broke it down for me, I understood what she meant by being taught to dim your light. Other people, it's kind of like you walk in a room and you have eyes on you and you kind of like shadow, um, kind of like, you know, draw back a little bit. And it's understandable um, when you just don't want the attention or you're just a natural at it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. Have you ever found yourself dimming your light? And if so, um, why? If you can, can possibly answer that question, how did you handle it? How did it make you feel? Um, that's a that's a deep question because there's so many layers to that. Um, because first of all, you even have to recognize that you have a light. Mm -hmm um and and it starts there for me just even knowing that i had a light um it took a long time in my life for me to even know that i had a light recognize that it was being dimmed and dulled um i was i was kind of raised by i was raised by my grandmother and and she was very religious and all my time was spent going to church and bible study and choir and Sunday school conventions and Bible conventions and all these conventions and you was kept busy <laughs> I church, okay so it was like I think in that in that in that particular um when when you approach life with that mindset like you're a servant to God you're not looking for no light he is the light mm -hmm. get the in the light okay and that's all you should be looking to that's all you should be aspiring for so after i kind of broke away from that ideology and uh, you know and started kind of finding myself then i started kind of finding that people couldn't even re receive me i was too bold for them i was too this for them i was too that for them and it was just like okay that's a problem people don't like that and then i got to a point where i was like you know what i just don't care anymore and i found that by just simply being myself because that's that's all your light is is just being you mm -hmm. fully you you know living in your full 
expression of yourself. And then, in the, and of that, you will find your way, be it what you're supposed to be doing to make a living, your purpose, your path, that light will shine for you. And you have to, you can only find that by just being you. And it took me a long time, Lyric, a long time to figure that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm glad that I did. I'm certainly glad that I did. That's awesome. You know, I feel like if everybody be their authentic self, they will feel much better about themselves. You know, I, I, I look and I, you know, I, I observe a lot of people and I pay attention. Everybody want to follow the latest trends. Like what they say, you can't wear white in winter or something. What, 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 what season they say you can't wear white? No idea. Well, I, I think it's winter, but whatever season it is, I wear white because it's like, how are you going to say you can't wear something? It's like these trends, fashion trends, old who guys. Huh? Who made up these rules? I have no idea, but I break all the rules. <laughs> in that case, all the rules are broke when it comes to me because I don't believe in following. Set your own trend. You don't have to look like everybody else. You don't have to wear the same stuff for everybody. And, and that's a big deal with the kids in school, you know, that I, and it's kind of good that they had to wear uniforms when they were in school for the simple fact, you know, some kids are not as fortunate as others. So they get picked on because of what they have to wear and stuff like that. And that's, that's the mindset that, that is being set as a child, which shouldn't be like that, you know? Right. So yeah, be be your authentic self. Don't put on. Don't try to be nobody else because you can't be nobody else. You can only be the best version of yourself. Nobody else. No impersonating and all that foolery. You know. That's right. You know, but that was one thing about me. Um, I certainly never was trying to be anybody else. That's mm-hmm. but um, I wasn't really. I I didn't think I was worthy enough to be. Yeah, and it's kind of like <clears throat> things that things that you would say they were too afraid to say. Coming, they say you too bold, you too this, you too that. It's because they didn't have the courage or confidence to even do it. So since they didn't have the courage, cur- confidence or courage to do it, they felt like okay, if I put her down, this that third, that make them feel good about themselves. You know what I'm saying? And that's another thing I don't like. I don't like when people build others up and then they tear them down. Like, why did you build them up in the beginning? You should have just left them alone. You know what I'm right. saying? So when when you got people, I tell people, if somebody is jealous of you, they envy you, or they always got something to say about you, they have a own issue going on with it themselves that they need to deal with, you know? Right. right. It's, it's crazy. I'm saying, it well, is. I'm very nonchalant, so <laughs> I, mean, I can I can care less. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm very, I'm... You know, and not in certain, not in everything, but, you know, in certain aspects of yourself, you you do, you dim that light. Yeah, yeah. You kind of find out that, and that was one thing that I wanted to say that came to mind that if I could just kind of go back to that for a second. Sure. Um, Talk about dimming your light. It's like, it's like the things that people try to make you feel like flaws are usually your assets. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you got in trouble in school a lot for talking, then maybe that's your gift. You need to be doing something with that, you know? So be a speaker. Right, in some form, shape or form, you know what I mean? 
Um, you got a lot of energy. All of those things, the things that they try to make you feel like is um, a flaw. No yeah. one says that. Yeah. You are you you are flawed yet you are highly favored. Does it? Everybody got flaws, but everybody is still favored. You know what I'm saying? So that's a that's a good that's a good point that you made though. Very good point. So we're gonna we're gonna go a little bit a little bit away, shy a little bit away, just a tad bit. What is something that you know now that you wish somebody would have told you when you were 20 years old? Um, I didn't have to live life the traditional way. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to aspire to live life like everybody else. Okay. That was short and simple. I like that. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was sure this I like that. though. that's pretty much the main takeaway because there's so many other things that I like. You know, I don't have any a lot of regrets in life. I I love my journey and mm -hmm. the lessons that I've been given through my experiences. But um, I probably would have been able to avoid a lot of uh, hassle and headache had I just gone my own path a lot sooner. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. You were trying to pretty much follow, uh, as one of my guests called it, a playbook that was handed down to you, but it just didn't work right. Right. Okay. That's that's good. You gotta find. It's kind of you gotta find your own way. Choose your destiny. You can't choose no your own destiny if somebody's trying to choose it for you or tell you how to go about on the destiny. But I think most people suffer from that, though, Lyric. Mm -hmm. I think think that they are aspiring for their hopes and their dreams with but honestly I think we're kind of all given the same dream mm -hmm. oh get a good education so you can get a good job so you can buy a house and a car and you know go on vacations and travel and it's like why why is that the you know the map yeah that's in Dutch indoctrination <laughs> just like the educational system that in order to get that yeah you know and and that, and that's just something that i've learned in life i, I you mean you, look right now at social media and how people are able to become um lucrative and and valued just based on their status it's crazy out yeah. here yeah it is yeah, man, and I ain't listen. I ain't mad at nobody for making their money, man. Do what you gotta do, but it just goes to show you that there's nothing wrong with you know doing it your way. Yeah, that a lot of people spend time. Um, you you have to spend a time on learning the stuff that you had learned because a lot of that stuff, like you said, it's not for you. It's not going according to you know to your plan, right. your purposes, your uh, dreams. Uh, right. I think my pastor said, um, you can't, you can like what somebody doing, um, but their dream is not your dream. Right. <laughs> their dream is not destined for you. You know what I'm saying? You're calling. Right. So, okay. So, you know, we're going to take a quick break. Pay a couple of bills and we'll be right back to you.
Hi, I'm Lakita Logan Range, the creative director of Live and Lavish Events, where we specialize in creating unforgettable special events and weddings for you and your guests. Live and Lavish Events is a full-service wedding, event management, and decor company. From concept to execution, we will make sure that your event runs smoothly and it is absolutely flawless. So for your next event, remember, live and lavish events, your key ingredient to having a spectacular event. All right, welcome back. And today's guest with me is Miss Quintina Hill. If you missed the first half of this conversation, you can always scroll back to the beginning because it is pre-recorded. All right. Okay, cool. All right. So let's pick up where we left off at. Let's talk about um, living in the past. A lot of times people live in the past because, you know, they reminiscence on their glory days, things that they did. Other times people live in the past and it, call, it prevents them from moving forward for some reason they always bring it up well this happened so this is why i'm unable to do this right now um it's kind of like there's always an excuse for the past um it, there's always a bring up an excuse for the past cause a b c d e f g and you know i don't mean i don't necessarily say people have to forget their past but it's kind of like okay when are you gonna let go of the past so you can continue on your journey and move forward. Give me your right. thoughts on that. Um, I think it's just like you stated, like on a on a conscious level, I think we all have worked through um, different things in our lives um, that we may have been carrying on. Um, but it's so many different things that you can apply that to. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of things that are hardest for most people to let go of are like, like past traumas, childhood. Um, and if you if you want to bring that on the other side of the spectrum, you know, maybe you were somebody that grew up with a silver spoon in your mouth and, you know, you were well to do, your parents took care of everything from you. And then now all of a sudden now you got to, you know, fit yourself and you kind of having to deal with that. <laughs> Definitely, um, the past is something that can be used as a tool for learning mm -hmm. from mistakes, or it can really have a, a grip on you. You know, um, and I think I think our past affects us mostly on a very subconscious level. Honestly, like I don't think that a lot of us realize how. Like even the thing that our goals, our aspirations, the things that we aspire to are all based on like our past, our rearing, our upbringing, our experiences. Um, and so I think a lot of us are operating on the past 
without even realizing it. You know, okay. so, but how you feel about money, um, what kind of family you want, that, that kind of lifestyle, you know, maybe you don't want kids, but maybe with somebody that grew up as an older sibling and you always spent your whole life, you know, taking care of your brothers and sisters, but you didn't realize that that's what developed that thing in you that makes you say now, you know, I don't want any children in my adult life, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I is a very uh, tricky beast, if you ask me. Okay. That, may, that, makes, that makes sense. It does make sense. You had to help out and watch your siblings growing up, so now you don't have a need for wanting kids because you've been raising kids your whole life. That that actually makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it does happen a lot because, um, you know, you have the you know single parents that take that has to work two jobs sometimes three jobs and they work at night so the oldest is always left there um right to watch the kids so that that is that is understandable and that makes sense um what you said it gave it, it gives you another angle to look at it you know yeah. okay that, that all that's... about out here man yeah okay <laughs> okay okay so I'm going to give you this statement. I'm trying to think if I want to give you this statement first. So I had a, um, what I want to know before we, before we do the closing statement, we're going to go a little left. We're going to go a little, just a tad bit politics, just a tad bit, <laughs> just a tad bit. Cause I know, I know we can go all day on this. You know what I'm Maybe. saying? I'm not much on uh, politics, but we'll see what well, we got. Well, I wouldn't say it's political in a sense it is, but in a sense it's not. Um, it came out that um, the officer that was responsible for George Floyd's, um, the late George Floyd's death, right? He went to go into a plea deal. And from my understanding, the judge said, no, it was too early. You know, and then, of course, you know, you have, you know, Fox News and all these um white nationalists just just saying that um how is it that he killed him they say it was a drug overdose there's no evidence all, all this foolery you know so he wanted to do a plea deal the judge said no it was too early because in his mind he knew he was only going to do 10 10 years and he or he may get out early on good behavior now during that entire time you remember the Black Lives Matters movement, the protesting and everything. Now, you know, Trump and his people, they use that as a uh, political campaign. Remember, he said he's the president of law and order. So the guy could have been arrested sooner, but they wanted the protesting to keep going on. So he can show that he's the again the president of law and order and now that they're uh doing this impeachment trial for him the second impeachment trial they're using all of that um you know they're using all of that they're bringing it all up into evidence and breaking it down how do you feel what are your thoughts on that i ain't gonna say how do you feel because i kind of have a feeling how do you feel what are your thoughts on you know that um well, you, 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 you brought up a lot of different uh, things, but 
if if you if you're if your question can you give me your de- your question uh, directly and then I'll give you my thoughts. Okay, so yeah, I did I did throw a whole bunch of elements within that one statement. So being that the officer uh, wanted to accept the plea deal, the judge denied it. Um, I'm not sure if he's still arrested or he got out on bond. I think he may have got out on bond. I'm not sure. I will have to look that up. But how do you feel about that, you know, with any of our people that has been uh, brutally murdered at the hands of officer? Uh, they're not being immediately prosecuted. They're taking their time with it. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I'm going to tell you like this right here, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a lot. I got a lot. Let me let me take a sip before you give me your answer. Cause I'm gonna take a sip too before I give my answer to that too. Me... <laughs> first of all, first and foremost, let us address the simple fact that the judicial system has never been a mechanism designed to operate for any type of justice for us. Correct. We're going to start right there, okay? Once I I come from that perspective, then it kind of just puts everything else into perspective because once you realize that laws were never written necessarily to hold especially law enforcement let's talk about okay so let's talk about law enforcement okay law enforcement was designed um and created um during an era when they were trying to police the black man Mm -hmm. um keep their property um intact on on their land and then once we moved to an era where we were free and no longer property, then laws were created to to get us back to that free labor, okay? Now you've got your penal system, okay? You've got all of that. So when you wanna talk about holding law enforcement accountable, I'm gonna laugh, okay? Um, this is all a charade, mm-hmm. it's all a farce. It's doing a political climate where it is important to be on the right side of history. Um, and I don't trust none of them. That's true. I don't think none of our, none, none, none of the melanated people that look like me and you, um, maybe none of the Hispanics, or whatever, because they too close to us. Um, don't trust the police department. Don't trust. Don't trust. Really, you know they they say all of them are not bad. Yes, all of them not bad, but that no. one or two bad apple will make it bad for everybody. We're not talking about people. We're yeah. talking about system. Yeah, the system. What well, a system. The system. And and you're talking about a system holding you know, their counterparts responsible. Yeah. Like, that was their job in the first place. Yeah, it's, it comes from the top. It started at the top. Right. Yeah, it started it's, at the top. It's all political. Yeah. 
all of it is political. You cannot, you cannot um, get into one faction without it bleeding into the others. And so, if you want to just, you know, my thoughts on it is just generically speaking. It's like, do I want to feel outraged, and do I want to, you know, feel like, you know, this is this is wrong or this is um, unjust. I just. I just feel like it is because mm-hmm. that's always it always has been. Correct. Okay. It's just usual for the people. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. And you know, I feel like um I feel like with this pandemic, the pandemic set a platform to expose America of its racism that they've been trying to cover up for years centuries decades however you want to say it and i also think it woke up some of our melanated people to really see and kind of like try to change their mindset the perspective on how they see things now you know um i think it was a real eye opener they they see that now they really see that this country don't really care about us you think about when the pe- a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people right. became homeless. Right. You know, a lot of people um, even struggled to put food on their table for their kids. So sure. I think, so I think it was a big eye opener. On the flip side, I could say that a lot of our people started businesses. I can say that I have seen a lot of our people. Um, start businesses and doing pretty good but yeah it was a it was an eye-opener for them yes and i, I, I think the pandemic was uh useful in just kind of bringing everybody to a moment of, of just like self-reflection and just you had to dig and really find what was going to keep you going yeah and it also made you like you said self-reflect but it also made you uh, made people sit down with their families because you know everyday life people are on the go they're at work they don't eat dinner to di- together at the table you know you got the kids in the room you know dad may be over here mom may be over here or mom may be working the kids eating dinner by themselves so it actually also brought families together and put oh, them yeah. in more communication have more conversations you know right. it also did that all around the home mm-hmm Space completely and totally because little Jimmy and John now they need they space respected too for school. Yeah. yeah. And and you know, I I, 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 I this it's been it's been interesting. Mm-hmm. It's it's it has it has been interesting. Um my mom's an educator. So, you know, I listen to some of the stories. She tell me some of the things that, you know, happens on the job. And it's like, hmm, wow. Like COVID really brings out and shows who the sheets are too. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? In the in the school systems as well. So it, it really has been interesting. Um I know they're trying to force all the kids to go back to school, which is a little too soon until they have everybody ta- tested, you know, make sure everything uh set up appropriately. Are they little guinea pig vaccines too? Yeah, I I've I've heard that now. That's another thing with the vaccine. You've you I've heard um 
professional doctors. Some of our people too that are professional doctors that have taken it. Um, it's one doctor, I forget her name, but I did um, catch her on Roland. I watched Roland. Um, and she was saying, you know, before she took the vaccine, she did a test on herself for blood work. And after she took the vaccine, she made sure that, you know, she did another blood test to make sure like she wasn't, it wasn't injecting the virus itself, COVID itself. And, you know, she did her studies and stuff. So um, I think also from my perspective, it may be good for some people. It may not be good for others. Um, they're telling people to check with their, their healthcare provider, you yeah. know, um, some of the information that's out there on these particular vaccines is also talking about if you have certain underlying conditions, you don't need to take it. So it's, it's, it's also, I still think it's in this trial stages. Because it's like, yes, I know we we come a long way in technology, but when it comes, yeah, when it comes to something real um, critical like this, you really can't rush the process. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Everybody's getting paid. Yeah, I just I think and I think with our people is that we our people have been misled for so many years um, that. It's really hard to for them to grasp the concept and listen to them. It's in our DNA to mistrust those people. Yeah. You can say white people. It's okay. No, it's <laughs> white people. Not- it's all people. And I just play. Talk about you out here, honey. I ain't talking about yeah. racism. Yeah. I mean, culturally speaking, yeah. you know, we have been, you know, yeah. on the on the end of it receiving it where it was like misinformation yeah. you know but um our own people were used yeah against in those fields so it's all of them yeah they they yeah they have they um we have had people betray their own people just for a dollar or two you know so yeah that and that's in everyday life i think if we if our people um you know it's it's sad to say, you know, if we can uh, stick together more in our community, we can achieve a lot more together. <clears throat> As you can see with the voting in Atlanta with Stacey Abram, Roland Martin, how they were down in Atlanta campaign, making sure everybody uh, was registered to vote. That togetherness right there showed was that that remind me of when uh martin luther king did the montgomery boys boycott mm-hmm. that's that's what what stacy abram them roland martin and all of them organizations that campaigned in atlanta in those smaller cities that no one ever touched or reached out to that's what that reminded me of because they all came together as a collective Right. We could all come together as a collective in every state all across the U.S. Like, man, oh, man. You know what I'm saying? It'll be remarkable. It'll be awesome. 
All right, yeah, I know. I, I did go off kind of topic a little bit, but I just had to hear you. I just, had, I just had to hear. You know, we had to just a little chop it up a little bit on on that little information because I was, you know, really interested in what you had to say, and it was like I like I expected. It was something uh, intellectual and different. You know, a different perspective, seeing something different, hearing something different. You know, and also giving the people a little history lesson. You know, something like that. Certainly, yeah. It's I, I've been learning more and more myself, and I continue yeah. to learn. Um, the the truth because our history has never been taught to us and the history that they did teach us didn't tell us the truth. Right. They try they try to make us forget our history, but they don't they don't let the uh, they don't forget the Jewish uh, history. No. Not the history at all. Of, the history of this country. Yeah. You know, even stuff has been falsified. Like half the stuff that went down between slavery and now, we didn't know half of that stuff was going they, on. They were the the only the only thing like. I know my history teacher, she taught us history. Forget right. all that 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 surface stuff. You know, they want right. to teach you Rosa Parks, they want to teach you Martin Luther King, but they don't wanna they don't wanna teach you about uh who built the United States, who um who made certain inventions. You know, they don't wanna do that. They don't wanna give the kids the real information. So when I talk to young youth that look like me and you. I tell them, I say, you need to learn your history. What they teaching you is not history. Right. Teach your kids. If you still walking around here and your child believe that Christopher Columbus sto- discovered, uh, found, discovered America, shame on you because right. America was never lost. <laughs> America was never lost. Okay. <laughs> the fine stuff, don't they? Right. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, and you know who also explains that real that 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 I like uh, watching his uh, series. She's got to have it, Spike Lee. Okay. If you go watch season one and two on Netflix, I love the way Spike Lee embeds history yeah. in all his uh, movies and yeah. all his series. So when you get a chance, go check out. She's got to have it, um, season one and season two. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I love it. All right. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, shit. Let me get back on topic though. Oh, all right. <laughs> so we 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 uh we have came we have I can't even get it right. All right. Oh. All right. So now we're come to our closing. You know what we go through is always temporary. And regardless of the situations and circumstances that we go through, it's not saying that that is the person that we are. However, it is making us into the person that we need to become. Let's go. Oh, certainly. Um, I think I think just about everything that we've talked about today um, lends to the truth of that. You know, the relationships that you have, you know, the ones that you lose, seasons that you go through. You know, your experience shape and mold you um into who you are you know and if you are paying any any attention at all then you will start to understand why you're going through some of the things and unfortunately leo hard-headed as we are we just <laughs> stuck beautiful in our fixedness you know <laughs> the thing that you start to learn is, is if you continue to have the same experiences, 
and you just sitting around, I always going through all the same thing over and over. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, that that's a sign, that's a signal that that's something that you need to pay attention to and it's something you need to do differently. Um, and I, I just think it's important for us to pay attention when we're going through struggles. Why are we struggling? Why are we suffering? Why are we uncomfortable? There's a message there. It's not always about suffering. It's, it's not always about being down. Sometimes it's just about growth, you know, diamonds under pressure and all that jazz. Okay. Alright. We do? I thought you was about to uh, use diamond under the grass. I thought you was about to... Uh, you no know, roses out of concrete. You know, I mean, I could go on and on, but okay. Um, I just, I just think that um, who we are, who we become, is is how we have chosen to deal with our experiences. Okay, cool. How we've allowed them to. Um, mold us and shape us all Some right people, you know become bitter um about their life experiences and, and cease to keep seeking joy i think that's something that's important is that we can't forget to keep seeking joy even in the those moments um where it seems like there's none to be found um just even just a little bit a moment if it's a butterfly you know, it's raining, you get a piece of the rainbow at the end of all of that, whatever. Just got to find that moment. Okay, cool. Well socked up. All right, you guys, that concludes our episode today. Uh, thank you, Quinn, for being on this evening. Thank you for having me. Thank now, you Now, if they want swimming lessons, where? Okay. Can, how can they contact you? Well, as right now, the way my life is set up, I am a highly in-demand individual. So you will have to come see me at the facility. I'm not available for any freelance private um, work right now, but you can come see me at the facility at Champs. We are located in Oakland Park. Um, you can go online. You can give us a call. Um, you can visit us on aquachamps.com. And if you want to give us a call, our number is 954-561-4844. And either myself or anyone there will be able to assist you with um, getting information about lessons for your children, yourself. Um, we offer summer camps, all kinds of fun stuff. School all, right. Work. all right, you guys. So again, her information will be in the information box. This is the basic of perseverance where how you handle your situation and circumstances is key. Until next time, this is a peace of mind, peace and blessings.